For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. E.D. Yo. At what point in camp did you start to get excited about, about the season starting? Um, the day camp was going to end. <laughs> I, I was just excited that camp was over, so yeah. You know, a, a lot of these stories involve you and camp ending, and that's a topic for another day. Anyways, this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Niners kind of turning back the clock, so to speak. You're getting all these uh, great reports out of camp about uh, Jarek McKinnon, Jason Verrett, Jordan Reed as well. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about this this Niners defense and this defensive line and replacing Defoe. We're getting closer and closer to September the 13th. Um, you know, many expected it to be, you know, just Kinlaw, but it, it probably will be Kinlaw and some others. We'll talk about that uh, as well. And also we'll get into uh, this whole COVID situation. Uh, Fred Warner going on the COVID uh, list for the 49ers doesn't mean he has COVID but he, he either has it or he's come in contact with someone so uh, he was placed on the COVID list uh, by the Niners um, and so we'll get into all that here on this edition of the Believe in 49ers podcast make sure you subscribe rate and review we're located wherever you listen to or find your podcast go ahead and hit that follow button if that's one of your platforms um, also follow us on social media I'm at our Haylock he's at underscore Eric Davis underscore on Twitter and on the old Instagram I'm at watch Ray Ray and he's at underscore bump and run of course we're presented by the fine folks at bet online did somebody say playoffs ed playoffs oh man there was a game seven last night in the nba another game seven coming up here tonight i'm excited about that mlb playoffs right around the corner nhl playoffs are in full swing and our partners over at bet online have you covered so make sure you take full advantage of sports being back and get in on the action with hundreds of odds Futures and props for you to bet on. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So make sure you head over to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Also, the fine folks over at Manscaped, ED. Yeah, you know, just like the playoffs, uh, you can't be controlled. Uh, 2020 has been one of those years where things have just been completely out of our control. But you know what? Unfortunately, there is one thing that you can control, and that's your junk, man. That's your junk. You can take care of the burning bush, and the fine people at Manscaped are here to provide you the best tools for that grooming experience. And, I, and I'm going to say I, I, I called you a couple days ago. It was, it was It was my little granddaughter's birthday. Yeah. And she lives in Vegas and I went over to Vegas. And while I was there, I think I saw um, at least three people spontaneously combust on the streets from the heat mm. because they are not regular users of the Manscaped material. Mm-hmm. That 3.0 groomer is really, really good. So I'm just trying to tell you guys that as a listener, 
of this show, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Eric at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code E-R-I-C. And it is time to grab 2020 by the horns and start by shaving your front junk. Okay? That's Take right. care. That's right. That's right. The, the lawnmower 3.0, that thing works terrific. Also, you know, it's it's hot, man. They got the, the deodorant uh for down there as well. Keep you keep you fresh, kind of revitalize you, you know, during these these hot they days. They got it all, man. Of summer, they got it all over there uh at Manscaped. So make sure uh you use the promo code ERIC and uh get yourself together, gents. All right? Yeah, get really. Yourself together, really. Right? The world will appreciate it. There's yeah. enough bad things happening right now. That is not one that we need to deal with. Yeah, not not one that we need to deal with at all. <laughs> um well, let's 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 talk a little bit of Fred Warner here now. Okay. Um, and we've talked about this, ED. We talked about just the significance of you know, COVID and how this thing is going to play out. Um, you know, it, guys are going to end up it's just a new normal right guys end up yeah. on the quote injury list uh with covid right they had they have their own separate covid list and fred warner uh has ended up on that list and so it doesn't it doesn't mean that he has the virus mm-hmm. but it, it either he has the virus or he's come in close contact with someone who has the virus and so yeah. i know a lot of a lot of faithful were, were kind of bumming and making a big deal about this. Obviously, I don't want to make light of the situation. COVID obviously very serious. But when you look at it from a, a football perspective, um, you you hope and you would imagine that, you know, he, he will be able to be back in there by the time the season starts on September the 13th. So what he's dealing with now is he has to have two positive tests before he can get back in the building. Um, and if he's – asymptomatic that could be within five days if he does has have symptoms it could be within 10 days so obviously whether he has symptoms or not will may probably will be able to dictate whether he or not he'll be able to play in that mm-hmm. opener but here we are you know first first big player uh, i want to say for the niners you know at a, a, a somewhat crucial time with us being so close to the season starting ends up on the COVID 19 list uh, and there will be more We've discussed that. It's going to be impossible for guys to not come in contact um, with COVID-19. Um, that, that's just the way it is. It doesn't matter how you try to keep these guys wrapped in saran. Um, it's still going to happen um, because it's just in the world, and we we are all living in that world. Uh, so sooner than you know, sooner is better than later. Um, hopefully he will be okay. I think for the most part, you look at the athletes um, that, that uh, you, you look at the, the, the level of health of, of a professional athlete. I don't think there's this, this concern um, for life. How, how do I put that? You know, the concern for life if they contract the virus. Yeah, I mean, typically con- these guys the are, are supposed to be – they're young and, and, and healthy. I mean, you're the best kind of, of the best. Yeah. yeah. You're, in the, you're in the best of health, which is why I used to mess with linemen all the time. I used to mess with my offensive linemen and defensive linemen and just talk to them all the time. Like, look at that body. Like, dude, you are a professional athlete <laughs> in the prime of your life, and you have all of that nasty junk that you're carrying around. Yuck. <laughs> just wait. Just wait until you stop playing. <laughs> I used to mess with them all the time. Like, like that's what you're that's, – that's the prime of your life. You do realize it's not going to get any better than this. <laughs> but, yeah. but with that being said, 
you're dealing with the best of the best. You know, you, 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 an NFL player, look at them as an Olympian. These are the best athletes on planet Earth at the job that they are doing. Um, so I'm not as concerned about that. It's just, it's just a, it's a question of timing. It, it's like Debo. It really is for, for with COVID right now. Yes, there's more seriousness because you can take this home to your family. Those, those are the issues that are involved. And that's why I say that's something that I would have to think about as a player um, because I, I sign up for those possible injuries and, and, and all of the things that come along with playing football with my family does it. So you have to think about that. So that's an issue. But for the players going on this list, it's like Debo getting hurt. So Debo hurt. He, he gets hurt. He hurts his foot. You do it, you do it in, in camp, and you have time to mend and not miss a bunch of the season. So that's where they are right now with this. That's, that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, it, 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 it's interesting. Yahoo came out with a story about this. Um, it, 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 it mentioned Warner, but also mentioned some other players around the league as well. And, and there was a quote in there from an AFC uh, front office um, person, and the, the, the thought process – is that there are uh, four different markers that mm-hmm. they need to pay attention to, you know, in kind of preparing for this and speaking with some of the medical profession, medical professionals and advisors uh, of the NFL and these respective teams. The first week after reporting was one of them. The first uh-huh. week after padded practices begin was the second. The yeah. final week before the season kicked off, which is basically where we are right now after new players uh, join teams after being cut, this, that, and the other. And mm-hmm. then the week after the first regular season game, right? Because now you incorporate playing against other teams. You incorporate the travel. Um, all it. these factors that go into, mm-hmm. you know, playing an NFL game, you know, during these times. So no. they, they're – they're about a little more than two thirds of the way. I, I I still anticipate there being you know some more movement within these next you know ten days or so prior to the yeah. season starting with with yeah. guys coming from other teams. Um, well, I think it's got to be more than that. You, you know, you, you have to put more markers than that because you can say okay, the first week of the season when you start playing against um, guys that have been quarantined in different areas. Yes, this this is true. Um, but guess what happens? That same thing happens the following week. Yeah. And the following week and the following week. So you, now you're going to, you know, that that first year, you know, every week you are now mixing all of these things with these with these different guys. You're mixing it with the with the the uh, officiating crew. All, all There are so many different things that, you know, the ball boys on the sideline that all, there, there are so many different things that are, that are starting to be incorporated. So um, it's guys are going to get sick. It's just like, you know, with the flu every year. There are guys on the team that are going to get the flu, no matter what. And and those guys are going to get a couple of guys sick <laughs> when they yeah. get the flu. Yeah. So that, that, it, it just – it happens. And this is something that's going to happen. Uh, the But I'm back to how I started. I, I don't have – I'm not fearful of um, the guys doing anything other than missing time. I don't think it's going to be life-threatening for any of these guys simply because of the the – you know, the Uber condition that they have to be in just to play the game. Yeah, so you look at Fred Warner being out, um, I mean, that's that's a big blow, you know, for the defense. That's a huge blow. That's, 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 that's huge because, I mean, he's I mean he's their guy right there in the middle. He's, Obviously, we know he's, his versatility. He's Fred Warner. <laughs> just put it that way. He's Fred Warner. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, that's with, all you have to say. Without question. <laughs> and, and so, you know, that whoever steps in there, uh, you know, maybe maybe Joe Walker, um, you know, whoever it is, you know, obviously is going to be tasked with you know a huge responsibility to kind of get this get this defense going. So, um, as of right now, I would say, I mean, we're it depend, you know, kind of depends on whether he's asymptomatic or not. If he does have symptoms, then I mean he's probably got to be in that that questionable category, right? In terms of in terms of week one, um, questionable um, to yeah. to out uh, potentially. Yes, yes. Um, and that's when you go next man up, and that's when you know the other guys that are out there, uh, you, you pick up the slack. Yeah, it's it's, it's a real thing. You, you know, okay, today. And it's and it's no more than and picking up that slide that next that next man up is is the individual that has to come in and play his position. Okay, you're the next man up. You have to come in and you do your job. The other guys, what you have to know is that today is not the day that I can have a bad day. Because everyone everyone's going to have a bad day in a 16 game season. Everyone is going to have a bad day. What, 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 that's why I've always said it's harder to go it's harder to go 0 and 16 than it is to go 16 and 0. It, because it is very difficult to not catch somebody on a bad day throughout the season. It's hard to lose every game. I, I really believe that. It's hard to lose everyone than to win everyone. Um, but when you have a guy out, good teams understand, good players understand, I can't have a bad day today because I can't put that extra pressure on the backup. I, 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 can't, I can't expect him to come in and do and play and be Fred Warner. So – I know today is not the day for me to to screw up because I don't have other guys to lift me up. That that's that's what good teams do and good defenses do when they're down a guy. Uh, yeah. Also, just and getting ready for that that first uh, that first game. Um, Kyle Shanahan saying he's hopeful Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel can return to practice uh, next week. Mm-hmm. Um, also, feeling confident that Bosa and Ford will be ready Week One against the that's Cardinals. That. Yeah, uh, that's good. So that that that's that's big news um, for for the Niners. Um, we, we, there's this kind of turning back the clock sentiment. At least that's kind of what I I get from it. I don't know about you, Ed, but uh, you look through this roster and, and there's these guys that have just been sort of riddled with injuries, right? And and now uh-huh. here they are in in camp and. And you're hearing good things about them, and, but you don't really want to get your hopes up too high just because of their injury history. But then you also know when healthy, what they bring and, and what they can contribute to this roster. Um, Jordan Reed, Jarek McKinnon, Jason Verrett. And we talked about Jason Verrett a little bit uh, last week, I believe it was. Um, uh, we talked about Jordan Reed, just his safety and just, you know, him just wanting to continue yeah, to, yeah. to continue to be out there and, and, mm-hmm. and McKinnon as well. But you're hearing those reports, you know, that Jordan Reed is having a good camp, you know, or a, re- a really good camp right now. Of, of, now. of course. Jordan Reed is probably a, he may be the best pass receiving tight end on the team. And I know Kittle is there. Yeah, he, he may he may be a better route runner and pass receiver than than Kittle. And that's how and good Kittle, this guy is, right? Yeah. I mean, like he yes. he is he, he's legit. Like what? Yeah, when he's when he's healthy and playing and everything, yeah, Jordan Reed is really good in the passing game. What can that yes, look like in in Kyle's offense with with a healthy Jordan Reed, and also you know with with the people's tight end? Well, well, I mean, this is this is the pressure that it puts on the defense. So when you're coming out there, first of all, you know, Kyle, as he's a Shanahan, they like to run the ball. So when you when you go in and you have you know your two tight end sets out there, 
So you put two tight ends out on this field. You start looking at the things that you can do in the run game because you know how uh, Kittle can block and, and that added advantage you have. Now, how do you want to play this? We're going to go and we're going to play our base because we know that these guys can run. So we got to keep our linebackers, our hitters on the field. Now, it, that's one thing that you have to concern yourself with because these guys can pound us with these two guys because um, uh, Jordan is an adequate blocker also. So this is this is what you have to think about. But now I got these linebackers on here. And now, do these, can these linebackers actually cover if we if they spread us out and start getting us in passing formations and decide they want to throw the ball can my linebackers actually cover these guys in space the answer most of the time is going to be no so you're going to have to put extra defensive backs on the field now can these dbs hold up in the run game and block these guys you're going to win most of those that's the pressure that you put on an, on a defense that's what happens when you start getting these guys um, and, and that, that's really changed the game of football with the way the rules are in the middle of the field. Um, when you have a tight end that can really stretch the field, he, he's good in the passing game. Uh, how do you, how do you defend him? That's, that's the, that's the dilemma when they can block, it really becomes an issue. So that's, that's what that's going to look like. If you have both of those guys out there, it's going to put a lot of pressure on personnel decisions and, and every team, every team doesn't have a guy that can hold up in the run and cover like that. That's why Seattle went out and got Jamal Adams. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to delve into this too much. Were you ever on a team that had four tight ends? Um, on a team that had four tight ends, um, I don't think so. No, I don't think. I'm trying to think. Uh, not that played. You might have guys that that were at the tight end position, but I mean they were labeled as a tight end, but. Not, not really ever used on the field. I don't think ever I, more than three. I can't. We, we may have had it, but, you know, I, I, I'm not sure because, like I said, I don't, I don't remember more than three playing. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud here. Jordan Reed continues to be healthy, right? Obviously, he's uh-huh. a guy. You figure he's got to make the team. Of course, Kittle isn't going anywhere. Ross Dwelly is a guy who, you know, showed last season just how um, instrumental uh-huh. he could be to this team. Um, more or less from a blocking standpoint. Um, yeah. And then you got Charlie Warner, who Kyle Shanahan continues to be uh, impressed with. And yeah. a guy who they brought in, you know, he didn't have big catch numbers at the University of Georgia, but they they brought him in, you know, more so you for his – got to catch. Yeah, more so for his run blocking ability. And, and Kyle, yeah. Kyle sharing a quote with him uh, from him the other day saying, you know, like, I'm tired of all these pass plays. When we when are we going to start to learn some of the run plays? You know, uh, this is what Warner what Warner said. So he's he's excited about you know being able to have that type of impact in the in the blocking game. So it, I mean, it, it, this is just a fascinating thing. If if in fact they were to go that route, um, Jerick McKinnon is someone Kyle said he can probably use as, as, as some sort of an X factor. And you look at him and things that he can do in in the pass game. Um, and then Jason Verrett, uh, Michael Silver from the NFL Network reporting earlier uh, today, earlier Wednesday, we're taping this on a Wednesday, that he was out at practice. He said right now he would probably probably plug Verrett uh, at number two behind E-Man. He, he would say E-Man, Verrett, and then uh, Aquilo opposite uh, Sherm at that, that other cornerback position, but noted that he, he continues to look well during uh, during this training camp. That being Jason uh, Barrett. 
I I'm gonna I said it before, I, and I'm okay. Some I said I like you, man. I like Spoon. I you know how I feel about Verrett, and I still say if he if healthy, he's he got to start healthy. right. I'm with he, you. He he he. I, I, but this is this is what I said. If he if if healthy, he will eventually be the starter. That's 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 how I feel about it. That's that's what I said. It's not a question of of when. Because remember remember this. You know you've heard me say this. One of my isms. No one wins or loses a job in the NFL. Opportunities are given and taken. E-Man got on the field. He was given an opportunity, and he played well. He took advantage of it. So I have no problem with him give, being given the opportunity to start the year off as, um, you, know, the, you know, the right corner. That, that's, that's fine. He's shown that he can hold up. And then it's a question of what he does with it. It's going to be hard holding off the red, though, if he gets out there on the field. If they give him an opportunity to get on the field, if he is remotely – if he's healthy now, if he's remotely the player that he was, his confidence get, gets back to that level because he's out there on the field. Confidence comes from doing. He's out there on the field. He starts making plays. He starts getting He starts getting all swole again. It's going to be hard to keep that dude off the field because he can play. Yeah. He can play. Now, I also expect E-Man to grow. But but yeah, but I'm I'm on record saying this is like I said, this is no knock on E man, no, not at all. I like him, and I think he's gonna be good. I like him. I I, lo- um, I love it. It's it's a, it's a great problem to have. I'm a little surprised we haven't heard more about Spoon uh, coming out of this camp. Um, that's that's been a little shocking to me because I know we talked about it a lot during the off season. Like I expected him to come back with a, a bang during this camp, you know. Um. But I, I, I haven't really heard too much about him coming out of camp. But credit to Jason Verrett. Obviously, he's a, he's a vet. He knows what he's doing, and, and he's come in there, and he's, he's done uh, his job. And like you said, credit E-Man for his growth, right? Um, you know, even though he's got this vet and, and Verrett on his heels, he continues uh, to produce out there and to make plays um, and, and put, put some things on tape. So um, it's a great problem to have. I, 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 yeah, I, absolutely. I, I, I love it. I love it. Um, there's – uh, well, before we get into that, this is the Believe in 49ers podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Hit us up on social media at R Haylock. He's at underscore Eric Davis on Twitter and then on Instagram at Watch Ray Ray. And he's at underscore Bump and Run. Um, Kyle Shanahan saying that you're not just going to replace Defoe. Well, actually, let me. I'll say what Salah said first. He talked about Javon Kinlaw and he said. Mm-hmm. One thing Kinlaw needs to understand is that he's not there to uh, replace Defoe. He doesn't need to try to be Defoe. They just they just want him to go in there and and to be himself. Kyle Shanahan saying also that uh, replacing Defoe is going to be somewhat by committee, right? It's going to be Kinlaw. It's yeah. going to be a bunch of other dudes. Um, what do you? What do you say to that? Because I feel like the faithful are taking that, or they will take that. Just seeing what I've seen on social media over the course of the last, you know, week or couple weeks or so, they will take that as a knock on Kinlaw. Uh, that's um, the exact way to approach it. That's the exact way to approach it. Not as a knock. I'm, I'm not talking about faithful and, and a knock on Kinlaw. I'm saying the way the coaching staff is approaching it. Uh, this is the conversation that we had around draft. What they are saying, um, when you when you look at what Salah is saying and what Kyle Shanahan is saying, is the, it's the conversation that you and I were having around draft time. Defoe's gone. Stop trying to worry about Defoe and Defoe's production. And you said that you're not going to get Defoe's production. 
You're not going to have the team captain there. You're not, you're not about to draft your captain. You're not about to get a guy with that experience. You're not about to get a guy that plays at the level he plays at. What you want to do is go get another really good football player to play alongside all of those other nasty dudes up front and continue what you have collectively as a group. It's time. That's why you pay Armstead. It's your turn now. Because remember, everyone's, well, Ken Law's not default. No, he's not. He's a rookie. He's Ken Law. And he's got to play the way he plays. He's got to do the thing that he does. He's a different body type. Uh, his makeup, the things you can expect him to do, are completely different from default. Now, you expect him to be a really good player. But what fans forget is that default wasn't default as a rookie. I say that again for them in the back. I don't think they heard you. Yeah. So it's, it's that simple. It's really that simple. You got it took default a while to turn into that dude. So you got to wait and let Kenlaw come in and play. And that's that's really good coach. Like come in, don't try to be these other other guys. Some the some of the best advice I ever got was sitting in a steam room, five forty five in the morning from Keena Turner who was in his 13th year, and he told me one day, just he and I sitting there one morning, and he was like, E, what you need to do, E.D., is understand. They did not bring you here to be like E. Wright. They didn't bring you here to be like Ronnie. They didn't bring you here to try and do what Chet's doing or Fuller or me or anybody else. He's like, E.D., you were good enough to be here. That's why you are here. They want you to get better at doing you. So, Listen to everything that we have to say. If it works, if it applies to your game, use it. If it doesn't, let it go out the other ear. But just make sure you're listening to it because you don't want to miss out on something that could make you a better player. And that's what Ken Law has to understand, and that's what the coaching staff is talking about. We just want him to do what he does, get better at doing what he does, because for the first time in his life, when we're talking about Ken Law, Ken Law is accustomed to just throwing men around. For the first time in his life, you can line up against somebody that you that you might be bigger, you may be stronger, you might even be quicker. Doesn't mean that you are better at playing football than them. That's what that's what it is about being a pro. You know, I've told you that. Truest form of competition. How do you beat somebody who's better than you? Because just because you're better than me doesn't mean I can't win. And that's what pros figure out. So now he's got to figure out how to be a pro. Defoe didn't know that when he was a rookie. Don't expect him to be Defoe. Expect him to learn, grow, and not be a, not not be someone that needs to be carried. And I don't think Ken Law is going to be that. I think Ken Law is going to be fine because he's still big, he's still strong, and he's still able to throw guys around from time to time. And he's going to learn how to play football and how to read when trap blocks are coming and how to read when, when the guys are pulling and understand when he's being set up because they're, they're trying to cut block him for this quick pass. He, he's going to figure all this stuff out. That's it. So I'm not freaking out about that. I want to just wait and let him play. And, um, and I know he's going to take some L's. Every rookie does. Every rookie. <laughs> yeah, and there's 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 been reports of him, you know, taking some L's coming out of training camp, and, and but you expect that, right? There's a learning curve, right? And, and like yes. you mentioned, you you expect him to to have to grow, and he admitted as much as well, saying 
you know, he was used to, in college, he was used to playing bully ball. And and now here, everybody's strong. But not only yes. are they strong, they got good pat level, right? So now yes. that that takes it even another step further. So, you man, know. Can it, I tell you something, man? You know, one, you know one of the biggest eye-opening things, one of the most surreal things that ever happens to a ball player when you get into the league is that you, you have these guys, and, and that's why you have so many guys. Like, how, how is this guy so good? He was all state in high school. He was all American in college, and then he can't make it in the NFL because it's the first time that a guy who wasn't all backyard, he wasn't all neighborhood, but he has learned how to play. He's worked at his craft, and he is a technician, and he has learned how to play the game, and he will hand that college all American his tail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he will. He will beat him up and down all day long because he's a pro and he knows how to take advantage of the mistakes that you make. He knows how to put himself in a position of strength and you don't know how to take it away from him yet. You don't know how to capitalize on your strengths. He knows how to avoid your strengths. And that's the thing that you have to learn. That's, that's the pro game. And, and it happens. And I know a lot of people listening, they'll listen to this and like, well, Nick Bosa didn't have that problem. And you, you see what I'm getting at. You're right. Cause he had Joey Bosa. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because because he took a whole year off and he had an opportunity to learn how training. to play yeah. the pro game. Yeah, he was he was learning how to do these things and watching the film and doing all these things. So yes, he did have a leg up as a rookie. He wasn't your ordinary ordinary rookie. And we talked about that all last year. Like I didn't expect him to hit a wall. All of these type things because he had taken that time off and it was and he sort of trained. Like it was after after Ohio State, you know, he kind of spent that time training like it was an off season for a pro. So he was working on those things. So that's that's the difference. But most guys don't do that. And if you if you really want to look at it, let's flip that over to the other side of the ball. And we can talk about Debo, how he had to gradually play himself yeah. into being a pro and getting better and better at his craft. He, he was he went better at week December. one. Yeah, he went. Yeah. he went Debo week one. He went sure. Debo week one. He went Debo week one, but he was snatching chains by December, right? Yeah. He was out there. On, he was out there. You know, that's my bike. <laughs> Give me that chain. <laughs> right. Right. So that's that's so understand. So flip that over to Ken Law. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Remember, three hundred and 78 defensive linemen that can play. That's the 49ers roster. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A lot of dudes. A lot of dudes. A lot of damn dudes. On 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 that on that defensive line. Um yeah, so, so just I, I think that's I I think that's well put by you. And and obviously um you know there's some panic. You you're seeing the panic all of, you know through social media this that and the other. Um, you know, and, and even some articles being written as well, um, you know, about Ken Law and, and already, you know, um, you know, being down on him. And it's so early in the game. We haven't we haven't even got to week one. And, and not, the, not only that, there haven't been any there haven't been any preseason games. There haven't been any of these, you know, joint practices that, yeah. that these teams normally have, you know, during the during training camp. And so, you know, he hasn't had any of that, let alone an off season. Um, you know, well, a normal well, NFL off season. This is the thing that I feel comfortable about with Ken Law. Uh, Ken Law has, from the junior college route to going to South Carolina to being in the position that he's in now, he has found a way to be one of the better players. 
the good guys normally the guys who were good in high school are normally good in college they normally figure out how to be good in the pros it's just it's that way and this is the guy that has worked himself into that position some guys are just physically blessed and things fall into place and you just know it like elway elway may be the best talent at quarterback position ever. You knew John Elway was going to be John Elway just from his physical gifts. Some guys, you see them and they work themselves because they've always worked to be that guy. And 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 that's that's what happens. They they expect to do it. And there are even some that on that that spectrum that you don't even expect to, to do that. The the Tom Brady's and, and the Terrell Davises, you don't expect them to be that good. But they just move beyond. You, we can go George Kittle, Merton Hanks. They don't, you know, you, these guys work themselves into a whole different level that no one ever expected. Ken Law has always worked himself into being that dude, <laughs> right? Yeah. I got guys. Give him time. He'll be that dude. Yeah. No. And if you have any questions about that, go ahead. And we had John Scott, his his uh, position coach uh, over at South Carolina. We had him on. Um, to discuss Ken Law, so you, you got you can go back and listen to that episode that we had, uh, you know, right after, shortly after the draft, and and Coach Scott broke it down uh, tremendously and talked so much about uh, Ken Law so glowingly and 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 why he was so confident that you know it would all translate, you know, it it, it would all pan out here at this level at the NFL as well. Um, and he's coached some guys as well that that have played at this level as well. Yeah. So he's he's seen it before, and he knows that you know Ken Law has all, all those things. Whatever it is that you need, Ken Law has has those things. Um, so yeah, just just pump the brakes, give it some time. Um, and 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 you know we'll we'll I'm sure certainly you know he'll figure this thing out. Um, I guess we'll put a bow on this one. Uh, we are we're almost there. I, I I guess next week we'll we'll be we'll be starting to talk some football. We might be previewing some stuff, huh? Um yeah, exactly. it looks like in week Just one is time. week we one survived. is right around the corner. Yeah. We we survived camp, man. Man. I made it through another camp. I, I man, these camp legs, I feel like I've been carrying them for so long, but I, Ooh, I, feel, I, I made it I made it through camp. I, you know, I, I feel it, good. You know, I feel surprised. I, I, I think I, I think I added it up one time, like it camped and 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 my curfew, and I was like, as an adult male, as an adult male, I think I spent over a year of my life, well over a year of my life, locked up in a room at eleven o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, come on now. When, when I start really thinking about it, man, when I start thinking about it. I was like, are you are you kidding me? Uh, and people always talk about, you know, retiring and everything. And I tell everybody, they talk about guys retiring and going. And I was like, there's not a player on planet Earth that those 16 games make them retire. It's, it's not, it's not, in no way is it the 16 games. It's, it's when you start looking at those 60 practices. <laughs> That's what you start looking at. When you, uh, when you start looking at when you start looking at that, that's what you think about. Because the game is fun. Everybody wants to play. Yeah. The grunt work <laughs> that you got to do to perform. So when you stop liking that, because that's the part I used to love. I I used to love training. I used to love practicing on. When you start, when you get to a point to where you don't enjoy the grunt work, uh, the games don't it's even time. really matter. Yeah. It's time. Yeah, it's time because you're not going to put the product out there that you that you feel you deserve 
um, from yourself and that the people that you play with and for deserve to see. Yeah. So, yeah, but but yeah, we survived another count, man. We did. And I didn't even have a curfew this time. We, I like it. <laughs> you like it, I love it. Um, so, yeah, uh, Niners Cardinals. Uh, we're going to be previewing that next week, that, that week one, September 13th. That's who they play? Yeah, okay. that's who they I'm play. They play that. I, I had, can I tell you, I truly had no idea who they played. <laughs> they played them. Uh, at at Levi's in front of an empty Levi's. Well, there may there may be some cardboard cutouts in inside Levi's. Um, they got one of you. They have one of you. Nah, I, I don't think I'm. I don't think I made the cut. Uh, but we'll see. Also, I I didn't I didn't uh I didn't send my check over either. So I mean that's two oh. things I got going against me. I, I gotta yeah. send a check for a cutout. I, yeah, I believe so. I believe so. I, oh, I think I, that's, that's typically I, how how it works. I, I you know? now I understand why I never go to football games. Yeah, ask, ca- ask and grass. Nobody rides for free, Ed. Well, I mean, I'm they sure make- you you probably get a cutout. So if you they make to, you pay? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a real thing, man. Goodness real thing. gracious. And they gotta I, make they gotta I, make the money somehow, right? No no uh no fans in the seats. They gotta they gotta do something. Um yeah. apparently all the money's supposed to go to the 49ers foundation though. So uh well, there it is. So, then that's that's good. So that's that's a good, good. that's a good cause. It's a good cause. That's a very good cause. Great organization, does great things. Yeah. Yes. So we're gonna get out of here. Um, next week it'll be go time. We'll we'll start to get ready for uh, the twenty twenty season. Week one it'll be Niners and the Cardinals. We'll start to get you ready for that as we rev up towards week one. Um, so that'll be it for this. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Hit us up on social media at our Haylock, and he's at underscore Eric Davis underscore on Twitter on Instagram at Watch Ray Ray, and he is at underscore Bump and run that does it for another episode of the believe in 49ers podcast from my partner super bowl champion eric davis i'm rashawn haylock y'all be safe be well we survived another camp y'all see y'all next week without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.